Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen, to another edition, to another installment of the Unrehearsed Podcast. I am one of your gracious hosts, Donnell Lamonte Morris, here with my battle buddy, my confidant, my bruh, the Branch Huddle, a.k.a. Branch 87. What's up, dog? What's up, man? I'm... Mm, mm, today was exciting, brother. It was Look, exciting for football. Put you like this. I'm happy to be in my girlfriend's bed right now, just relaxing after all the shit I've been seeing today. I was just going through my mock drafts of te- people that people, players that I think are going to these teams, and then hearing the text. Okay, I'm gonna let you. We we talked about this before the show. I'm gonna let you take this because you're probably gonna be more disrespectful than I am. The respectful hater ain't showing up today. Yeah, no, no. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be the disrespectful hater today, man. Yes. I, I'm, I'm, I'm all Take the way there right now. Cool I am not happy. Ooh, okay. Where do I start? Where do I start? Start anywhere because only thing I can say is, and we both can agree, stupid. I yeah. wish I had all like right, a man. little bit of a word, something to say. Stupid donkey. Once of we the get rich, we can put day. that in there. Yes, um, donkey of the day. Donkey of the day goes to Bill O'Brien. I'm it now for those who have been paying attention to the show. Um, I have not been shy with my dislike or my hatred of Bill O'Brien. I have not liked Bill O'Brien since mm, I didn't like him before he traded two first round picks for Laramie Tunsil and Kenny Steels, but it didn't get any better after he did that trade. So I, I just, I can't, and it's like, I don't know Bill O'Brien personally. I really don't. However, I have a thing for stupidity, and Bill O'Brien is stupid. He's, and I don't use the word, I don't call people stupid very often, but he's stupid. And he's like that dude where you like, he's like the snail you could sell salt to. Like, he yes. is so clueless about football and how to build a team like you have 27 year old DeAndre Hopkins you have DeAndre Hopkins in his fucking prime and you trade him for David Johnson and a second round pick do you know who else went for a second round pick today who Uh, Hayden Hurst a tight end from the Ravens. The Ravens got a second round pick for Hayden Hurst. And the Texans couldn't even muster a first round pick from Arizona. Like, I'm pretty sure if teams knew D-Hop was available, they might have offered. Shit, they probably could have given, given a top second round pick. But you get oh, yeah. the eighth, basically the eighth pick of the second round. I, I, I got nothing. I am literally contemplating <laughs> creating a resume and sending it to the owners of the Texans and asking them, can I please just be a GM? Because I know for a fact that I could do 10 times better than what Bill O'Brien has done. First off, wouldn't have traded a first round pick for a fucking offensive lineman, two first round picks for an offensive lineman or Kenny Stills. I wouldn't have traded D hop ever, ever. Um, Bill it's O'Brien like, would not would be you? that coach. Yeah. I'd have walked in the door and he'd have been like, hi, I'm Bill. Nope, it's cool. Fired. No need to introduce yourself. You're fired. I'd have done it in front of everybody. And I probably would have went to 
Eric Bieniemy from the Chiefs offensive coordinator and be like, hey, man, you want this job? Like, I'd have picked literally anybody off the street. I have a friend named Greg Farley. Shout out to you, my brother. I know you're probably not listening right now, but you should. And I would literally go hire him because he literally knows more than Bill O'Brien does. I, I wouldn't have traded for Duke Johnson because he traded, I think, like a third-round pick for Duke Johnson. A third-round pick, bro. I could have traded a third-round pick for Devontae Freeman, and Devontae Freeman probably would have done better for me. I just don't understand his logic, and I feel like he's trying to build a Patriots team where it's like no wide receiver is bigger than the quarterback. Yeah. Unfortunately, my brother, that is the that is the case. Unless you fucking got DeAndre Hopkins and Julio Jones and Michael Thomas and Tyree Kill, then you know what I'm saying. But outside of that, bro, you don't fucking trade D Hop for a pack of fucking peanuts. No disrespect to David Johnson, but he has not been healthy, bro, and he is not gonna even offer you any similar production of what D Hop could have. They were showing highlights on NFL Network. And there were some throws that 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 Watson was off on where he was behind, but D Hop still fucking caught it. Yeah, he still caught it. The he, under he the leg. Yeah, and he was responsible when they beat the Cowboys in overtime. I, I believe that was last year, right? Yes, for it was. catching that overtime, that catching overtime, which basically sealed the game for them. Or it might have been overtime or it was fourth quarter. I can't. I think it was overtime, right? Over, over, it was overtime. And guess who was over? Byron Jones. Just Byron so. Jones. But it's 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 D Hop, so I can't be mad at Byron Jones for that. Yeah, I'm yeah. But I mean he caught the fucking ball, spent like two or three times, and ran down the fucking field and gave y'all field goal position. Do you think Will Fuller, who is not really healthy every single game, or Kenny Stills, who's not healthy every single game, nor does he produce every single game? Do you think any of those two players could have done what D Hop did? No, and you saw the chemistry between those two. It was undeniable. There was no force feeding the ball. It was like if D Hop's open, he's getting the ball. If D Hop's covered, he's probably going to get the ball because he can catch it. But you just mm-hmm. fucking trade D Hop for a second round pick and David Johnson. Oh, oh, they got a fourth round pick for him too. The fuck are you going to do with that shit? Like, fuck fourth you, Bill O'Brien. <laughs> fuck you. Like, I'm so upset. Like, I took this personal. I'm not even a Texans fan, I'm a Panthers fan. As you can see, and I am upset for Texans fans. Like, I could not imagine what it is to be a Houston Texan. Like, no one can, no one, literally, they have had everybody on NFL Network try to justify it. No one can justify this trade because you can't. You cannot justify this trade to me. Like, I, I, I got, I got, I got nothing. I, hey, I'm going to fight you, Bill O'Brien. I'm going (laughs) to fight you, bro. I'm 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 going to prove your theory. I'm not I got knife hand. Theory. I got the knife hand going right now. <laughs> oh, you got the knife hand. Oh, the snap. knife hand. I'm a, I'm a uh, prove your point by showing this to everybody and also everybody listening on our podcast, Cheap Pop. A Texans fan that I work with. This is an actual text that he sent me. Dude, Bill O'Brien traded Hopkins to the Cardinals. I wrote back, yeah, me and my battle was just talking about it. He writes back, I am a Cowboys fan now, to say the least. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. I, 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 like, I wish I could see that. I wish I could see that. That is an actual text from a Texans fan who literally, who is pissed off. I think a lot of Texan fans are pissed off. But now, 
let me kind of be a little bit of devil's advocate. Now, who a, who are they getting? They giving they getting what? What's his name? David, David Johnson. David Johnson. David Johnson. Now, David Johnson's not a bad running back, but he get injured a lot. But now it goes back to my battle buddy's point and then what I want to press on. Why give away the man that put y'all in the position that y'all are in now? The one that made, I'm not taking credit away from Watson, that made Watson the great quarterback that the Texans haven't, haven't seen in a while be who he is. Because if you think about it, this wide receiver got Watson out of a whole lot of stuff. Now, Watson got some wheels under him and all that, but he be killing himself. But Hopkins, majority of the catches, the majority of things that he do is highlight real, worthy. This man put his all out there. He burned every single corner. I see even ones that, I mean, presses him. He's still going to make that catch. It's not even a 50-50 ball. This is a ball. Mm -hmm. If it's thrown his way, he's going to go for it. He's going to grab it, and he's going to catch it. So basically, when that freaking defender see Hopkins jump up and put his hands just like this, it's already over. Already done. This, I don't know what he was smoking. He had to be smoking something. He had to been drinking, or maybe he's drinking his more of his ego. For him to do this pick. Not even Bill Belichick in his right mind would do something like this. That's a crazy Not thing. Right Belichick would crazy. trade D-Hop, but he wouldn't trade D-Hop until D-Hop is about 32 years old. Right. There's no fucking way he's trading D-Hop at the age of 27. 27. Like, three more 27. years. 27. And you give him to the Arizona Cardinals, which I... You give Kyler Murray, you got Larry Fitzgerald, Christian Kirk, mm-hmm. Kenyon Drake, and now D Hop. They go. All they need to do is really go get a tight end. They got to. They they need to improve the offensive line, and offensively, they'll be up there because you got D Hop who has a crazy catch radius and don't drop balls for real, and you got Larry Fitzgerald, crazy catch radius don't drop balls for real either. Like, and I know Steve Steve Kime Steve yeah Steve Kime the GM for the Cardinals. He's laughing right now. He's laughing. He's like, did we really just pull this off? Like, you gave me D-Hop. Were they saying that? I was saying that Madden wouldn't even do something like that. <laughs> yeah, I, they, they did the like trade that. in Madden, and it was, like, in the red of, like, nah, we would never do this trade. Like, I don't understand. Why, I, don't, I don't understand Bill O'Brien's thinking. Like, he was sitting there on the phone, and they were like, yeah, we'll give you, we'll give you David Johnson. Like, what? You give me David Johnson. And then they were like, um, the Texans are looking for more picks to add into the draft. They're looking for more picks to replace all the picks that they gave up. Because of fucking Bill O'Brien. Bill O'Brien's the reason why y'all don't have picks, bro. And you gave them up. You gave them up because Bill O'Brien wanted to give them up to get Laramie Tunsil. Laramie Tunsil should have costed one first-round pick. One. But they gave up two to get Laramie Tunsil. Like, Laramie Tunsil wasn't even a a Pro Bowl left tackle at that time. Granted, he did emerge to be a decent left tackle now, but not for two first-round picks. If anything, you give up one for him. I could see him giving up one, and even I probably wouldn't did that shit, but I could see him giving up one. But you give up two, and then you get Kenny Stills, who's basically the same player as Will Fuller, and you probably got Kenny Stills 
for Will Fuller insurance for when Will Fuller gets hurt. And now you don't you don't have a possession catch receiver now. You are lacking a possession catch receiver. You don't have a go-to tight end. Your offensive line still sucks. And you have you traded for a running back three times. You gave up three separate picks for a running back. They traded for Duke Johnson. They traded for uh, Carlos Hyde. And now they traded for David Johnson. And let's say hypothetically David Johnson has not produced since Bruce Arians hasn't been there. So let's say – David Johnson doesn't have a career year or he doesn't have a good year. And he has a, a, a year comparable to this past season. Like, what are you going to do to justify? They can't fire him now. They're allowing him to make these decisions, but they can't fire him because you have to talk about, you have to hire a head coach who is okay with coming in with no picks. Like this coach has to literally be like, Oh, it's cool. I understand. We don't have any picks, but you know, we'll, we'll, we'll just go, we'll go with it. Like, yeah, you got you got to make it work now. I mean, you made the bed now. You got sleeping on. Um, good luck with that. But when you give this man, give these coaches just like this guy all the power, stupid shit like this will happen all the time, and it and it's still blowing my mind. I mean, it's blowing my mind. This this is something of. I mean, you a specky head coach to do some shit like this. But then also it goes back to what we were talking about on the last show. These Bill Belichick coaches come out there, come to these teams, thinking that same environment, that same whatever Bill Belichick is teaching them up there, they think it's going to work in this t- in different environments. It doesn't. This mm-hmm. is why they sit there and they say, well, you take this is me. I mean, this is me. When I take leadership from certain people, you got to mold it into your own. And I just think these guys just just literally just take what Bill Belichick has made work up there in New England and just move it down to wherever team they go goes to and think it's gonna instantly gonna work. You gotta mold mm-hmm. it into your you own. You have yeah, I mean, it's just like if I get a recipe from my freaking, let's say my grandma, like how to fry chicken. Or maybe all the recipes that she used, I'm not used to. Maybe I mess you, up. You would maybe I add my I mean, you know, you just got to, you know, tweak it a bit. I mean, tweak it. You probably might put freaking, you actually probably might add hot sauce when you fry chicken. I don't know. I mean, you just put your own little touches to it to make it into your own where people can not can just say, oh, you just got that straight from Belichick. You'd be like, okay, this is this is reminding me of Belichick, but this is you. This is all you. And for him to do this trade and for have a video game to prove that even with a video game, this wouldn't happen. And it happens in real life. I wonder what the expectation is going to be for, for um, the season coming up. He got to win a Super Bowl. What I guarantee you, you one thing. It's not going to be as good as that. If, if, if I'm Deshaun Watson, bro, I am literally calling my agent to tell him, like, hey, tell them I want out. Like, hey, I want get me out. out. Yes. I'm not, I'm not they, staying here, man. Like, I'm legit not staying here. And I hope I hope, sorry to all the Texas fans, bro, but I hope he tells him he doesn't want to stay there. Cause I would not, I would not want to. First off, you, you don't have any protection. To? You took, you took away my safety blanket at receiver, and then you brought me a running back who's good for screen plays. Cool, great. Yes, but that's it. Like that's it, bro. You took away my weapons, and then you took away potential to bring in anyone else. 
and then me not getting killed. And then me not getting killed. And it's like he running for his life inside that pocket, bro. If I'm him, I'm going to the Raiders. Raider, you know what? I tell you this: anybody better than where he's at now? Anybody? I, 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 like I would literally, I would, I would even go to Miami at this point. Cause right now Miami seems like it's a spot to be with all that money they still got left over. Exactly, and, they got tons of money. And speaking of money, according to the NFL Network, I actually was looking at the salary caps, and just to look at it. Let's look up, uh, even though I don't got it on the big screen right now. I apologize, ladies and gentlemen. Right now, you want to know who got the lowest cap right now? Like, no cap? I think it's the Saints, right? Or the Falcons? Maybe Steelers. Vikings. 1. Oh, because they million. decided to bring up Kirk fucking Cousins and Cousins give him two. another deal. Two-year extension. Okay, all right, all right, all right. Okay, okay. Oh, blockbuster trade. Media, media. Oh, I got, I got, I got, I got to get his blockbuster trade, brother. The Bills have just got Stefan Diggs. Get out of here for a first rounder, a fifth rounder, and a sixth rounder in 2020, and a 2021 fourth round pick. To be honest, to tell you the truth, as much as I know Amari Cooper is not going to go, but right now went from 25% to probably 60%, I thought Amari Cooper was going to go first. But hearing yeah. Diggs, hearing Diggs going before Amari Cooper. Well, I mean, Diggs ooh. got traded. He didn't sign. He got traded. I mean, he felt, he felt disrespected, as he should. He felt disrespected when the Vikings gave freaking – Kirk Cousins two year extension. I will feel disrespected too. I'm like, dude, I was the one that did the freaking Minnesota miracle when the freaking Saints had that freaking game glitch and I ran it in for a touchdown. And ever since then, I've been proving my worth that you will give this guy, this guy right here, you like that? You like that? A two year extension when the lights shining on him and he finds a way to choke. Yeah, I'm. I think that's why, because he, he even put in. He was like, "Man, it's time for a change of scenery," and I feel yes. like he wanted that change of scenery because Kirk Cousins is also one of those mediocre QBs where it's like you gave this dude a two-year, ninety-six million dollar extension. They did it to create more cap space, but he's not that good, bro. No. He's not that good. Just like Ryan Tannehill is not that good. Not that good. Um, he he just came in at the right time. That's it, Ryan. T- and you know what bothers me is they gave Ryan Tannehill his money before they gave Derrick Henry his money. It's not like somebody's – it's not like there's going to be a team that's going to come in and be like, we want to offer Ryan Tannehill $118 million. And to be honest, if I'm the Titans and someone goes, we're going to offer Ryan Tannehill $118 million, I'm like, okay, go ahead. I'm going after Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah. Disrespect. I, I mean, the disrespect is real, very real. Um, let me see who was. And also, I posted up on our site too, other draft picks and all that stuff. But I think that one you just mentioned, and then the stupidity of the Texans are the ones that's going to be like this, like the stamp of this draft. No matter how it goes, no matter how it goes. That's going to be the step of how ruthless, disrespectful 
the free agency market can be. When you think you, you think your team have your best interest at hand, think you good, solid, everything's great. And next thing you're getting traded for probably going to a garbage ass team the next day or going to a different team, and you wouldn't even know anything about it until you hear it on the news. Free agency is disrespectful. So, with that being said, Cardinals, let's look, let's look at the future real quick. Let's look at the future. So, Cardinals got Hopkins. Uh-huh. Now it's all about building around him now. He got a rookie quarter. No, they're, they're building rookie. around Kyler Murray. It's, yeah. It's... And, and I think – I think they can work something out, but I will not expect him to have that big explosion like he had with the Texans because he that's all he knows is with the Texans. Now he's coming with the Cardinals. Now he's with not a rookie now, but with a where was where was he right now? He's a he's a sophomore. He's a yeah, he is, he is a sophomore. He's, he, a sophomore. he's gonna be a sophomore, um, sophomore quarterback, still pretty green. Working with this veteran slash young wide receiver, it could be a match made in heaven, or it could be a you know work in progress. I, I'm seen as a more of a work in progress because the Cardinals haven't got a grip on who they are ever since Arians left. I think ever since Arians left, the Cardinals went back to being the sluggish Cardinals like they used to be, and I'm not seeing anything different, even with um, Hopkins coming to the team. So that's going to be interesting and in seeing that because I know a lot of Cardinals fans out there just celebrate like, yes, yes, we got Hopkins. Okay, you got him. Now what you gonna do? What you I mean, going I mean, to do now? I don't, I'm not gonna say they're gonna instantly hit the playoffs, but I will say that um, they'll definitely improve uh, from last year. One thing I can say, man. Here's uh, here's the thing. Literally, and th- and this, I know I've probably spent with twenty two twenty minutes probably of this of this podcast talking shit on Bill O'Brien. Um, I kind of don't give a fuck because I fucking <laughs> Bill O'Brien. Um, nice. but you see, the the Bills had to give up a first, a fifth, and a sixth. And a fourth for next year for Stefan Diggs. And Bill's in a good position let, too. Let, let that let that stink in for a second. A first, a fifth, a sixth this year, and a fourth for next. And Houston got a second for D Hop. That's it. That, that's it. And and a and a starting running back. But they literally if you look at the 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 compensation comparison, Texans got holes, boy. Yes, and, uh, I am firing Bill O'Brien. If I'm the owner, I'm literally looking at this like, bro, D Hop. No disrespect to Stephon Diggs, but D Hop is three times the player Stephon Diggs could probably ever be. And yeah, I agree. I mean, I think anybody and, would agree. And and they got a first round pick out of this shit, dude. They got a first round pick out of it. I don't under I don't understand this fucking logic, and it makes me upset. It makes me upset. What what are the acquisitions went on today, man? Before I spend this whole time 
talking shit on Bill O'Brien and then look up his address. I, <laughs> I honestly think that's those, those are the best ones, but let's go ahead and do a recap of all the sightings as I got right here uh, for my notes. So, actually, Derek Henry, he got franchise tag, but they still got to tell June 1st to uh, give him a bullshit. A <laughs> so, then we have um, now these are the big names that I'm saying. I'm not going to say everybody. Um, let's see. Let's check it out. Um, Keith Smith, he was stay with the uh, Falcons. He signed for three years, $4.3 million. Not surprised at that. Larry Fitz talked about this. He's never going to leave the Cardinals. He signed in one year, um, extension for $11 million. Uh, the Lions resigned Danny Armandola for one year for five. Hey, bro, I think, million. I think you got the, I think you're pulling up the, the signings for last year. Huh? Signing for last year. Signing for last year. No, it's a twenty. It's a twenty twenty um, NFL um, free free agent tracker. So Is about it really? this, yep. Huh. Uh, I put I'll pull it up on screen. Well, let me go ahead and change this out. All right, let me show you what I'm looking at. All right, let's go with tabs. Here we go. Open. Is it on there? Let me see. It's on the page. Let me see if you can see it. There you go. Here you go. That's why I'm on. Oh, yeah, you're right, brother. Go ahead. Go mm -hmm. ahead, man. My bad. My bad. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm happy that you brought it up. So, yeah, so Larry Fitz, where I stopped at. Okay, Armandola. Then Matthew um, Slater. I'm, you know what? For some reason, I'm happy for that guy. He's a very underrated wide receiver. I think I give that man some credit. He resigned with the Patriots for two years, $5.3 million. And see, that's one thing about the Patriots. They don't ask for a lot of money. They just want to win championships. That's it. And then they can go into greener pastures. So let's see another big, important one. Um, then your boy Greg Olson, I never thought to see the day that I see Greg Olson wear another team jersey. He signed one year to the Seahawks for $7 million. How do you feel about that? Um, uh -oh. Olsen's like 35, bro. So I'm kind of okay with this. Like the loyal, the loyalist in me is like, I don't like it. I'd rather him retired as a Panther. However, he wanted to keep playing and he cost too much money. So I'm okay with it. Um, oh. I, I thought you were, I, I kind of think you were going to feel some type of way, but I'm happy nah, that you said it like, yeah. nah, you know, business is business. I get it. Then also I'm happy for my Cowboys. I'm happy that we signed. We signed um, Blake Jarwin. We were signed us for three years for $24 million. I would get ready to say we need to stop hoping I don't that like Jason that signing. I love it. Blake I Jarwin was actually turning on because we kept starting Witten, and Witten is not the same reliable from back in the day. So True. I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I'm, I'm, I'm happy with that. Uh, then let me see what else. I saw one important one. Oh, <laughs> you want to talk about people being pissed? This one had the freaking Bears fans pissed. Jimmy Graham signed for two years for $16 million. <laughs> Which, I mean, it, honestly, it's, it's not a bad signing because they're, they're, running, they're running with two tight ends at this point. Well, actually, right. technically three because they still have Trey Burton. They got um, Alan, Adam Shaheen and Jimmy Graham. So Jimmy Graham's not looked at as a savior at this point. He's probably a second wide receiver. Right. 
He's he's a goal. He's your goal line wide receiver because you know he could box out because he played basketball. So oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, Bears Nation not happy with this at all. But then I I think about it. I was like, well, the signing eight million dollars. I don't think it's that bad. Yeah, I was like, but it makes sense. He's skilled. He got the hands, and he's mm-hmm. a good blocker too as well. So you're not getting too much of a bad deal with this. Now, I mean. If I would get, say he's a good blocker. He's he's actually pretty below average, and that's why he didn't yeah. fit with the Seahawks because the Seahawks, they they pride themselves on having blocking tight ends, mm-hmm. and that's kind of why he didn't fit in um, because it made them into a passing team. Yeah. Um, and it's just Russell Wilson isn't built to have a passing team, like to be passing 40, 50 times a game. Like I want to say – He, need, he needs a decent running game. I just say he's good, he's good enough. Like when Jason yeah. Witten when when um, Jason Garrett was trying to get Jason Witten to block, like the first couple of times, he was horrible. I mean, they was tearing his ass up, but then he started to work at it. And with the Bears, Bears are trying to get back to that, you know, running defense, um, running offense. So they're going to have to really train up Graham on it. Uh, when you're trying to be a running team, the low average not cutting it, period. Correct. So, I don't, like I say, it makes sense. I mean, he's experienced. I mean – he could be that one that before the play action, like you said, goal line. And yes, he does box out. Trust me. No full fat. Let me see. Uh, big important ones. We're not going to let y'all know on all these ones. Let me see. Big names. See. To tell you the truth, there's a lot of big names that are still on the freaking block right now. If you see, see one, Bell, just let me know and I'll stop. Let me see. Okay, I kind of can't see it from my screen, oh, but uh, let me. Uh, I'm trying to pull them up on my uh, my tablet too, so I can follow along. But I'm gonna tell you what I'm surprised about. If I say his name, Jerron Clowney, did I say his name right? Jadavion Clowney. Jadavion. Oh, Jadavion. Uh, uh, God damn it! I'm gonna say Clowney. I'm surprised nobody's not. Gunning for him, I'm surprised to see how. I mean, he's, he, he wants he wants an upwards of twenty million dollars a year, so um, I can Ooh. see why it's going to take a little bit because mm-hmm. um, teams rarely ever want to play pay a huge contract for defensive ends because normally they, they don't get really. Right. They get yeah. right. just like with, um, <coughs> Lawrence. Uh, Lawrence. <coughs> yeah, yeah, Demarcus Lawrence. Don't even, yeah. Then also um, another big signing, um, Shaq Lawson. Shaq Lawson to the Dolphins. Yes, for thirty million dollars for three years. Yeah, I'm. 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 I'm, I'm, So yeah, a a couple of a couple of signings that stood out to me um, are in the trade. First off, that trade. DeForest Buckner to the Colts for a first round pick. That um, right there. I can't believe I forgot about that. And I posted that on the page. That surprised me. Yes, it also surprised, surprised me. Well, and I was just kind of like, okay. Okay. And then they're going to pay him, which I mean, to each their own. But I just, it's hard for me to imagine um, paying a defensive tackle that much considering. Yeah. He had all that talent around him. So it was kind of like, is it him 
or is it? But he was the team team's voted MVP. So I mean, I, I'm I'm okay with. I feel like it's it's the equivalent. It's not the equivalent of Trent Richardson for a first round pick, mm-hmm. but it kind of just depends on what the 49ers do with that first round pick. But uh, rumor is that they're thinking about trading back with that uh, 13th overall pick and bringing in some more picks um, to stack them on picks. They don't, I don't think they have a second round pick or a third round pick this year. I don't think so, so either. Um, and we talking about Miami, not Miami. We talking about the Niners, right? Or Colts? Yeah, we're talking about the Niners. I think the so, Niners got uh, an ace up their sleeve. I, I, I got to feel them because you wouldn't give away one of your. Well, he was an edge rusher, right? Uh, no, he played Jerry. defensive tackle. Yeah, so to give up somebody who was getting to the quarterback and making a ruckus in the in the backfield. For you to trade him off like that, that means you got something in the works. Or if somebody oh, I'm trading him, I would I would take that. If somebody called me and said I'll give you a first round pick for him, I'll take it. Yeah. But... So something's in the works. They probably see somebody in the freaking draft that they really had their eyes on to fill that void. So I mean, I'm not gonna pass it uh pass by the Fort Dines head coach by any means. I mean, look who his father father is. I mean, he learns from the best. <laughs> so the Niners got, probably got a couple ace up their sleeves. So I, I mean, their defense could be looking pretty, pretty good this coming season. So, but other than that, man, let's go ahead and get to our mock drafts. I've been working yes. on this all day, and I'm like, good grief. I was I was in the mindset of a freaking general manager for a day, and I wonder what the hell they go through on a daily basis. And now I know. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to give up our uh, our picks. Now, remember, this is just a mock draft. We don't want to say that we're experts. These are our picks. And we also, which I need to tell my bell buddy why he's here, I want to use these uh, picks – when we actually watch the draft to see how they match up. Oh, I'm going to, there's going to be multiple versions of my, uh, of my mock draft. So everyone who's going to hear this one, don't get comfortable with what I got. Uh, I'm a, I redo versions of this all the time, but we'll have a final version of it. And yeah, we'll most definitely um, compare it. Cause I'm definitely going to be doing the same damn thing. And I'm not going to lie to you. Trust and believe. All right. So as we uh, look at the list, I think you don't see it that good. But I apologize, which I encourage you if you um if you if you click onto our Facebook and see the uh, video, you can see it much better. So you can have like two screens, so you'd be able to see it. All right. So. So here's the rankings, what they got for the prospect. We're just, we just going to do a top 10. We're not going to go through all of them. So obviously you got Chase Young, number one. You got Isaiah um, Simmons, number two. Number three, Joe Burrow. Number four, Derek Brown. Some of these names I'm a butcher, so forgive me. So we got Jeff Akadu from Ohio State. Akadu. Uh, Agda, okay. Uh, Ak- Akuda? Akuda, yeah. Something like that. 
And, and then we got Tua. Hopefully, I said his name right. Tua from yeah, Tangabaloa. From Alabama. And then we got Jarek Willis from Will. Alabama. Mm-hmm. Jarek, well, I said Willis. Damn, um, Wills. <laughs> then we got we got C Sydney Lamb. CD. CD Lamb. Okay, CD yeah. Lamb. I told you I'm gonna butcher these names, so coming <laughs> out here. Then we got Jerry, Judy, 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 or Jared Judy, yep, Alabama. And then we got another one I can't pronounce, so bear with me. AJ Espana, Espana, Espenza, Espenza. Oh, oh, breaking news! Another breaking Uh-oh. news one. We got the Amari Cooper resigns with the Cowboys, a five-year, one hundred million dollar deal. Hold up. Whoa, 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 hold up. Let me take this motherfucker off the screen real quick. I'm not talking about you, Bow. This motherfucker. This I, was like, right I was like, damn, you're going to move me for breaking the news for your brother? Damn, okay. Okay. Oh, no, no, this motherfucker right here, I cannot stand him. Hold up. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Look, look, look. Even though I didn't say it, but in the hard hearts, I said Mark Cooper ain't going nowhere because Jerry Jones is really high on Mark Cooper. He wanted Amari Cooper when he first came in the freaking draft, but we didn't have enough picks to get him. Well, I wasn't enough picks, but like enough for us to trade up to get him. Amari Cooper, I'm, I'm. That's why I was surprised. I said by the end of the day, if Amari Cooper was still on free agency, he was he was good as gone, guaranteed. So to mm-hmm. hear that news, our wide receiver core is set. I'm 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 happy with what we have right now. I just knew Amari just brought that whole different element to our wide receiver core. He's once again he's young. He's still he still got that speed. He still got those hands. So now it's all about Dak Prescott. Can they make a deal with him? And to honestly to tell you the truth, I wouldn't bat an eye if Dak goes somewhere else. But if we keep him, I'm happy with that too. So I'm in between with Dak because honestly, I was thinking back in my mind that they was probably going to save all that money to get Brady, which will also have a million dollars is too fucking much. Well, I mean, I, it's too much, but guess what? The deal is done. Mars ain't going nowhere no time soon. How many years was that again? Three years, right? Five years, a hundred million dollars. Five years, Five years a hundred million, bro. That's a whole lot of damn money. But uh, let's go ahead and get our mock drafts ready. Yeah, let's, right. let's, let's get into that. Fuck, yes. $100 million. Yeah, I know. You're telling me. So, on the block, we got the Bengals. Now, the Bengals need – only need they need is a quarter, needs a quarterback. So, who do you have? For who? The Bengals, number one? Mm-hmm. Uh, Joe Burrow. Period. Joe Burrow. Um, I have them taking Joe Burrow because obviously they Andy Dalton's not getting any younger. Um, he's probably on the outs. Um, do fourteen million dollars this year. Joe Burrow, Heisman winner. You don't you don't pass on you don't pass on talent. Now um, they will be taking Tua if um, if Tua was completely healthy and didn't have health issues. I would probably take Tua over Joe Burrow. 
But considering he has health issues, I'm taking Jerbo with this one. Um, he's a, he's Ohio born kid, man. It's 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 a perfect fit, in my opinion. Now, honestly, I would have picked Joe Burrow to go number one. I got two of still. I think right now the Bengals need to go into a new direction where they need a more of a mobile quarterback. Not taking anything away from Joe Burrow, because Joe Burrow, looking at his videos, he can maneuver in the pocket. But Tua, that's basically his bread and butter. He's accurate. He's he's very he's. I won't consider him like a game manager, but he scans the field. My only issue is when he get that one pressure, that one D lineman in his face, it's like everything just come off the rails. But at the same time, if the Bengals want to win games, if they want to get back on the right foot, I see Tua as being the one that can do it. And then also people are seeing, not trying to, not trying to, you know, Praise my boys for this. Remember when they drafted Jalen Smith? People thought the Cowboys yeah. were crazy for that. I might go lie. I thought yeah. they were crazy. That's a little and different, they, though, because yeah. that's not a well, first-round pick. Yeah. And, like, but at see, this point, you're doing a first-round pick. Right. But I'm saying, but the like the prince, the principle about it, mm-hmm. I believe Tua will be healthy enough, which will go back to their uh to the second round, they probably might draft whoever is left on the team, or they probably might get a veteran. Uh, I think they already drafted a, a veteran of quarterback anyway. So I think that they did. I don't, I don't know for a fact. I'm going to I'm gonna have to look that up, or you can look it up on your end. So they probably might, if they haven't drafted a, like a veteran quarterback that's in free agency, have him, a, a good, decent one, have him go under the, well, have him tutor Tua with everything he needs to know, you know, hey, here's the mechanics. Have him get ready, depending on the severity of his injury. The Bengals still got Andy Dalton. Okay, so he can use Andy Dalton. Keep Andy Dalton. Nah, nah, they they need to trade Andy Dalton at this point, man. When you use use a first-round pick on a quarterback, he's not supposed to be sitting. He's going to start. You don't don't start the number one overall pick at quarterback, so um, I trade Andy. Dal- I would trade Andy Dalton for. They're not gonna get a first round pick for him, but if they did, good luck to them. I would trade him for a second. Yeah, don't say like third. Get get somebody that's gonna be up in there for now. Expect that this season not gonna be your like breakout season, you know. But like I say, it all depends on the injury of Tua. If it's not that bad of an injury, you know, just do the proper protocols to get him ready for preseason, and then hopefully he be as ready for the regular season. So that's why I got Tua. The reason why I did not pick Joe Burrow is because he has some um, comments that he made that kind of looks like he didn't want to be there or like he, he said they have leverage, which is true. But when you say things like, you know, I could go to this team, that team, you know, Bengals, you would be nice, but, you know, there's some other teams that want me. To me, as a general manager, I would be looking like, oh, really? Like, dude, you live here. You're you're not even going to be that far from home. For you to just yeah, suggest. But it's the Bengals, man. The Bengals I, suck. I, I, I like, understand what, that. What quarterback is going to say the, the politically I'm, correct thing to go to the Bengals? Like, bro, if I'm going to the Bengals, I'm like, look, 
I I can go there if I want, or I don't have to go there if I don't want. Yeah, to. I don't have no but, problem going there, but I don't have to go there. But and that's why I did not pick um Joe Burrow because I picked him on the fact of as a general manager and also as a player because I'm gonna be like, yo, I'm going to the fucking Bengals. <laughs> you saw that record last year. <laughs> And then the general manager like, oh, you're a little cocky little bastard. Like, why the world do I want you to be on my team? Why should I build a franchise around you? So that's why I didn't pick her. I think Tua is a good pick, but it depends on the severity of his injury. If his injury is not that bad, everybody been saying, I, I can see, I see some good things coming out the Bengals. Now you got a young team to build around. So, second pick, the Redskins on the clock. They I need that. Taken Chase Young. Same here. Same. All right, so we're in agreement. We're in agreement yes. here. Um, yes. Chase Young is, yeah, man. Like you, the the 49ers have shown that with a good defensive line, you could potentially mask all other issues that you have on your defense. Yes. So, um, yeah, I'm totally okay with I'm I'm totally okay with them ch- taking Chase Young because you have a good defensive. They already have a decent defensive line now. You add Chase Young to that, mm-hmm. uh, you basically potentially got a Nick Bosa, defensive rookie of the year talent at that position. Um, so I am, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I'm 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 full on Chase Young on this one. I heard they were talking about taking Tua. That would just be stupid. You don't give up on stupid. a quarterback that early, yeah. except for um, the Cardinals who gave up for Kyler Murray, which you do give up. Like, if you had the number one overall pick, I would probably take Joe Burrow But if I was the Redskins. But I'm not – Dwayne Haskins was thrown into a bad a bad situation with a bad head coach. Oh. Um, they got Ron Rivera, so I feel like Ron Rivera could do for Hopkins what he did for Cam Newton, so – Right. And, and see, and I'm I'm right there with you. And for them to even think about getting the quarterback would be disingenuous for a Snyder. But I can see Snyder doing something that stupid. But to honestly tell you the truth, the Washington Redskins need to change their name. They need to call themselves the Washington Buckeyes because I think every day that they become to look more like the freaking Buckeyes because they keep drafting all these players from the freaking Buckeye states. But but yeah, Chase Young. He, he's perfect for that defense. I always start the Washington Redskins knowing that my Cowboys play him like every fucking year, twice a year. They always have a rugged defense, and their freaking defensive line has been getting better. They have been improving, which NFL Network nobody else have been saying. To add this guy, Chase Young, and not to mention that D-line is pretty young still, by the way. This right here will put fear into any O-line, no matter how good your O-line is. And I'm even talking about my Cowboys. For anybody that's going to play the Washington Redskins, that's the what wherever this kid lines up, that's the one place that quarterback, that offensive lineman, that offensive coordinator is looking out for to keep that quarterback protected. If this man gets open into the backfield, I feel sorry for any quarterback that have to – Trying to scramble away from that. That man got you see his range that this dude got? And the speed. And don't think just because you think you moved out the pocket that you out of danger. This man got an engine. He got a motor on him. So I'm yeah, I'm not surprised that the Washington Redskins were back. Because this team is 
I believe that this defense, definitely defense line, is on the rise. People don't give it much credit. And having Chase Young on the team is just going to make it even better. Yeah. So now, so now we are on to number three, and I think this one's going to surprise you from me. Chargers. Number three is the Lions. Oh, number three is the Lions? Mm-hmm. God damn it, CBS. I hate CBS so bad. <laughs> I hate CBS. I had CBS going through their mock draft, and they had freaking Chargers at number three. All right. They probably thought, figured they would trade up. God dang it. All right. So who you got at number three? Because now this kind of messed up my stuff now. But I keep my picks though. So who who you got for the uh for Lions? number three? I had um I got the Lions taking Isaiah Simmons Isaiah Simmons at linebacker. But this Ooh. was before this was before Jamie Collins. But um Patricia being a student uh, of Bill Belichick. Yes. Um, he, they like positionless players. They like players who can play multiple positions. And to be honest, Isaiah Simmons could can play linebacker position, but he can also cover. Um, he can also cover uh, wide receivers. He can cover tight ends. So it's like he can play safety too. So it's like he can play all over the field. So. I feel like he would fit that system as one of those positionless linebackers and their current linebacker, um, Gerard Davis. I like to say his name. I might've said his name wrong, but anyways, Davis, but he, he doesn't particularly fit that system as well as Isaiah Simmons would. So I'm more, um, that's the reason why I feel like they take Isaiah Simmons. They could also take, uh, that cornerback out of Ohio state, Jeff Okuda. Um, uh, but that's you know what? Not trying to interrupt what you're saying. That's yeah, yeah, actually right. who I had. That's Jeff. actually who I had. Even with even with the um how how ours differ, mm-hmm. that's who I got because I think that cornerback is a perfect fit. Okay. And right. then also, I'm basing on also. I'm letting you know, and everybody who's listening and who's watching, I'm basing on who is the best in that category, meaning. Who's the best quarterback left on the um in the draft? Who's the best wide receiver in the draft? And so on and so forth. So I'm I'm happy that we look not down that even though you pick Isaiah um uh who is it Isaiah Simmons from Clemson, right? Yeah. Yeah, linebacker uh, from Clemson. Yeah, because right now the needs so the needs for the Lions is linebacker, cornerback, and they need an edge rusher. Um, according to uh my notes. So basically all defense and Patricia, that's his forte, his defense. But unfortunately, his defense hasn't been performing since he got there. So mm-hmm. who who knows? But so we got the Lions. So for number four. Number four, I have New York Giants. Mm-hmm. New York Giants are taking offensive lineman Jedrick Wills Jr. from Alabama. That's uh, who I got to. Dave Gettleman. Um, from my previous experience of him being a Carolina Panthers GM, that man loves his hog mollies. Um, he <laughs> loves his big guys. He loves his offensive linemen. And that offensive line needs some help anyways. And uh, Wills is one of the best offensive linemen in his draft. Now, it honestly, you could switch these offensive linemen out with the other ones that are in, with uh, Werfs and uh, Makai Becton. But it's just Wills is the best technically sound. Um, 
offensive lineman in the draft to me. However, Becton and Worse had the best combine numbers. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, um, Worse moves up in this position or if uh, Becton moves up. But either way, um, they're taking offensive linemen regardless of uh, the player. So I'm, I'm, I'm to tell you. Giants has always been offensive first, offense first. I actually picked them too as well, and I actually went on the uh, Giants. Uh, they also got YouTube like everybody else, and they was very high on this guy. Not only were they high on this guy, they was high with the, the majority of the top three guys on the freaking um, for the OT. Let me see. Let me let me go here. So. That's the only thing you kept hearing from the Giants as we go down to the right offensive tackle. They was talking about um, who we picked. They also was very high on Andrew Thompson. It was just them two. And I was surprised that they say they even liked um, this guy right here from Louisville. Makai, yeah, Beckton. Yeah, it was very high on him. Yeah, a they lot of people were, he ran he ran a five. I think he ran like a five forty, man. Like a five four forty or a five forty or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm and not, I'm definitely high on him. Yeah, and not not to mention the Giants versus Day Two. I'm hoping I'm not going too far when I say this. The freaking Ravens, they want him. Because you know who's the quarterback, right? Who where he used to play. He used to be on the team with him. So he's already telling the scouts, like, hey, watch out for my boy. I'm not only just saying this because he's my dude. This dude is the truth. And <laughs> and Beckton, he even said, like, yeah, because I sat them when we was at practice that one time in full pass. I even got the video. So it's not only just the Giants, but the Ravens. Ravens who's already primed to be ready for the name for the regular season, but also for the to make a run at the AFC championship game. Mm. They are very high on him. I mean, you got Giants. Eh, they had a terrible season last year, granted. But then you got a high-caliber team in the AFC that's high on you. Hey, man, that's a big booster going into the draft. But I, mean, I Everybody's do, high on an offensive tackle, man. Like, yeah. You should, I mean, offensive linemen are come at a premium. Offensive linemen, um, defensive pass rush, and uh, corners who can cover – without um, being too physical. So, but yeah. Um, who you got at uh, number five? For the Dolphins? Yep. Or, all right, cool. All right. So Dolphins need, they need a quarterback, edge, a OT, interior linebacker, and then a running back. This one, I'm, I, this one I just threw out there. I was like, let me go ahead and I think he will be a somewhat of a good pick. I picked Jordan Love. I, I picked Jordan Love because Ooh. If, Ooh. if Tua, because right now all the Dolphins fans, they want Tua to be a Dolphin so bad. But I believe according to, not even just according to my picks, to my mock draft, I see Tua already off the board. I see him gone. So... Who's the next best thing? I believe Jordan Love is it. Jordan Love, he's he's he got the accuracy. He's he's mobile. 
he also looks down the field. And I think people do not look at the like the mechanics of this kid that closely. Don't think just because he's from Utah State or he's not from a big college like Alabama or LSU that this kid do not have mechanics of being something great. I believe under the right tutelage, and I kind of, you know, the Dolphins head coaches, eh, eh. And I know it's just the first year, you know, and remember what I said, I don't want to rate the quarter, uh, not quarterback, the coach from the first year. But mm-hmm. if he can work with this kid, he may not be Tua, but he, they could get right there. I mean, just right there where they can mold him into what they expect out to it, if that makes sense. So that's why I picked this one. I ain't gonna lie, I was kind of torn on this one, but I was mm-hmm. like, you know what? They need a quarterback. They they need one like three years ago. So that's why I went with Jordan Love. Okay. Okay, so this is super weird. Um, I also went with Jordan Love to Miami at number five. Um, the reason why is first off, they had him, they brought him in on a visit and he's the first quarterback they brought in on a visit. And I just kind of feel like, um, like you said, his mechanics, um, there's a lot left to be desired. Um, I watched his combine and he can fling, he can fling that ball, boy, it comes out, it comes out with very little effort, kind of, um, as the scouts were saying on NFL network, Patrick Mahomes ish. I'm not saying he can read defenses like Patrick Mahomes. I'm not saying he can throw like Patrick Mahomes or not throw. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I can't. I'm not saying I'm not saying he's going to be the next Patrick Mahomes. However, with his mechanics, with the way he throws the ball, it just kind of like he just flings it. And it's, it's, yeah, it's just down there. But um, there is some work. There is a lot of work. Um, I watched him um, on the all-star skills challenge on ESPN that they have for college players. He couldn't hit this. Um, I want to say it was like a, it was an out route or something like that, but they had to throw it into the net and he could not hit that. He could not hit that pass to save his life, bro. To be honest, he hit every single target and he was on pace. Had he just hit that, that last pass on time, he did completed in like 15 seconds, but he couldn't hit that last target, which ended up basically having him lose that throwing skills challenge. Um, so his accuracy needs some, especially his up close accuracy needs some help. He can mm-hmm. run. Um, so the tools are there to succeed and you draft off potential. So, right. Um, you draft now. Now the dolphins do have three picks in the first round. Um, to yeah. me, you don't take that chance to think, Oh, he's going to be there. My second first round pick because he's not their next pick. Doesn't come until, uh, 15 or I'm sorry, 18. Mm-hmm. Um, that's from Pittsburgh. So you don't take that chance to think that he's going to be there at number 18. So you take your quarterback when you want to take him. And everyone said the same thing when the Giants, including including myself, when the Giants drafted Daniel Jones. I thought they were idiots. I laughed. I made fun of them. But Daniel Jones showed me I'm not – I am not a uh, – I'm not as well-versed in the scouting <laughs> talent as I thought I was. But don't he came out and he, and he performed. So I was like, okay, that's fair. That's cool. So look, I was okay with it. Look, everybody, including Giants friends, did not like that pick. Right yeah, there. And every, everybody hated it. And it was like the Donovan McNabb pick for the Eagles. Mm-hmm. Everybody was just completely, like, uh, against it. But, he, I mean, he, he showed up, you know, and he showed that he could be a potential uh, franchise quarterback. So right. I'm with you. I went with Jordan Love, um, and I don't – 
I think they're they're a little bit better for it now. And right. they have tons of money and free agency to build around them. So I like yes. it. So and then also I, I like when you brought up the point of if they was lazy, let's say they took like a OT, they took the offensive tackle. For them to do that and thinking that Jordan Love is still gonna be up there will be stupid. Just take the man. I mean, he's he would be like what the third best quarterback. He is third best quarterback, which you got Burroughs and Tools. Uh, I think Justin Herbert is a better quarterback than him right now. But for with potential, he's he's potentially top bottom or top three. Yeah. Coaching will go a long way. So with him going to the Dolphins, hopefully the head coach knows what he's getting. He knows he's getting himself into. But if you get him around the right quarterback coach or get a good quarterback coach, help him work on his mechanics, this dude can be lethal from years to come with the Miami Dolphins. Now let's go to our next pick, which is your boys. And I'm just going to see who you Number six is the Chargers, brother. Oh my God, it's just some bullshit. God damn it. So we'll start out six with the Chargers. I got the Chargers taking two of Tonga Valoa. Um so I, I I have this pick here. Um basically based off everything. Um two would have been the number one number one quarterback selected overall had he been completely healthy, but he's not. And the Chargers are without a QB at this current moment even though they're looking at trying to get Tom Brady. If they don't get Tom Brady, then two is the guy here. Um, you bring him into Vegas – or not Vegas, I'm sorry. Uh, you bring him into uh, Los Angeles, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you bring him into Los Angeles. Um, I'm, I had a brain fart. Uh, you bring him to Los Angeles. He'd be the face of your franchise. You know, um, you could seat him for the first four games to just see how Tyrod Taylor does, or you could just tank the whole year. And then fill out your roster again next year. Um, yeah, but two is a fit here, man. And if he is completely healthy, you have a quarterback to compete with Patrick Mahomes. I'm not saying he's the same. I'm not saying he's equivalent. I'm not saying he's nowhere near as talented. But you have Keenan Allen, Hunter Henry, Austin Eckler back there. You have enough offensive weapons to help him transition well at the next level. Um, so, yep. That is why I take Tua. Who you, who you got number six? Hmm. Like I said, ours got different things. Thank you, fucking CBS. <laughs> uh, I actually got Joe. I actually got Joe Burrow going to the Chargers. Now, when I picked him to go, I was like, like right now, like the vision's hitting me. You remember it was a guy by the name of Drew Brees and his backup was a uh, Philip Rivers. Mm-hmm. And then when he left, Drew Brees went to the Saints and the um, Philip Rivers took over. That's the first thing that came to me because I think Joe Burrow could be an offset of Drew Brees in this Chargers offense. He's like I say, he's mobile. He's accurate. He's also and he can and he and the thing is, just looking at him, you probably would be like he's more of a game manager. He would give you that, but then also he could just sit up in the pocket too as well, and he can be Breeze-esque. Which also, let's not forget, 
Breeze is one of his favorite um, players. He had the number nine with when he was LSU. So I see a bit of Breeze-ness with him when Breeze are with the Chargers. I believe he's going to fight for that number one spot for Phil um, from Phillip Rivers. We all know Phillip Rivers, he's coming down to the end of his career. He's not throwing those yards like he used to. Oh, Phillip Rivers is gone from the Chargers, bro. He's a free agent. Oh, he's gone? Yeah, man, he's gone. Yeah. He's talking about signing with the Colts at this point. Well, shit. I think this is a team that Joe Burrow is going to um, – they're going to start building around him. I believe man, you about that. You're about to have everybody watching this show want to turn it off, man. How are you going to have Joe Burrow falling all the way I to number Joe six? Burrow. If, no, Joe, if, Joe, if Joe Burrow gets all the way to six – as a matter of fact, if he gets to five, as a matter of fact, if he gets to two, if he gets to two, he's not making it past two. I tell you about you, four teams that's going to try to trade up to get Joe Burrow you, you, if, the, you, if the Bengals don't take him at one. You remember when I told you that I went by CBS and they fucked it up, right? So, Oh, yeah, man, I, I remember that, but you still had Joe Burrow still not going in your top I, I, five. I, I still got him going to the Chargers. I still got him going to the Chargers. Because yeah, – man, I don't, I don't. I, I, still I don't know got about him. that one, brother. I still got him going to the Chargers. All right, who you got next? So we have the Carolina Panthers. are on the clock at number I'm, I'm, seven. I'm, 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 I'm gonna let you take this one. <sighs> Carolina Panthers. You know, you know, as you can see right there. Um, I say um, I got them taking uh, Derek Brown, defensive tackle out of Auburn, or defensive lineman out of Auburn. Um, mm. Now, when I was watching the interview with uh, Matt Rule, he was talking about getting faster, getting quicker on on basically for the team, getting a lot faster, getting quicker. And you don't get quick like Derek. Derek Brown was quick, man. He's quick-footed. Um, he ran a decent 40 time. He's a dominant defensive lineman. Um, and you see how um, like def- good defensive tackles like Indomitian Sue and uh, – uh, who's the Rams defensive tackle? I can't even think of his name right now. Oh, Donald. Oh, yeah, Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald. You see how Aaron Donald single-handedly has changed that defense by himself. Yes. Um, I look at that being a similar mold of what Derrick Brown is. He's not as he's he's not gonna be an Aaron Donald, but he's similar mold. He's quick on the defensive side. We let go of uh, McCoy. We let go of Dontari Poe. We don't really have any outstanding defensive tackles on the team right now. And why not fill it with the position? And it's not even – it's the best player available. He's probably one of the top three best def- – or the best defensive player, arguably, um, mm-hmm. in the draft this year. So uh, I don't think he falls past seven to the Panthers. I would not be surprised if they went quarterback. I hope they don't because there would be no point in keeping Cam. But if they did, you know, whatever. But – Derrick Brown to me is number one. So for the Panthers. So that's why I have them taking have them taking Derrick Brown. Yeah. I actually had y'all taking the quarterback. I actually had y'all taking Justin Herbert. I actually had him taking him. And Justin Herbert, I don't see him seeing anything spectacular out of him, but he will be a perfect backup to Cam Newton, knowing that. If it comes down to it, let's say uh, the new head coach wanted to see them compete for who's going to be the top quarterback, hands down, Cam Newton's winning. 
I think Justin Herbert right now he will be your perfect backup for um for Cam Newton, and that's why I picked him. So, but yeah, okay. I, now I I'm, I'm, I'm gonna tell you, man. Um, um, I had Justin Herbert there for a second, but I had to erase it and I had to go back and change it because I was like, "There's no way." Because Marty Herney was at Justin Herbert's pro day. Um, mm-hmm. I like Justin Herbert. Um, I am an Oregon fan. Um, yeah, I, I, watched him, I watched him play. Um, I I like how he played. However, in the second half, teams would always come back and everybody's like, man, Justin Herbert. I had a, a debate with my homies, man, about Justin Herbert. He's like, man, Justin Herbert is horrible. I'm like, nah, man, he was good because he's got great arm strength, but I'm scared he's his, – his, 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 uh, his bottom – is like Paxton Lynch, which is a horrible ass bottom, yeah. and his floor is probably um who's got a who's a big arm quarterback who's just um I'm trying to figure out who would I think of his his floor would be like Philip Rivers. That's what I think his floor would be, okay. except for he's he's much more mobile than Philip Rivers. Yeah, but his floor would be like a Philip Rivers type. Um, and then his middle ground would be Joe Flacco. So it's yeah. like, because he's more, he, yeah, he's more in the middle. He, he, you're not going to expect him to move out the pocket that much unless he, you know, oh, no, he can run. What? He can, he can, and he can run. Um, he's not slow. He's not a horrible scramble either. However, I would rather save my, 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 my quarterback selection for uh, Lawrence or Fields at Ohio State for next year. I got Cam this year. I'm gonna just deal with it. And we resigned. We they brought Kyle Allen in back for another year. I wouldn't even see the point in bringing drafting a quarterback in the first round. It just wouldn't make sense. Uh-huh. So uh, personally, um, I'm totally I'm totally cool on that. That's the reason why I didn't have them taking a quarterback for me. Mm. Gotcha. All right. So who you got for the next one? Um, at number eight for the Cardinals, I had them prior to this. Uh, D Hop trade. I had them taking CD Lamb, but since it happened, I was able to change it, and I got them taking Tristan Wirfs, offensive tackle out of Iowa. Um, physical specimen, man, fantastic. Did great on his reps. Did great on his forty time. Did great on all his offensive lineman drills. Like it's a perfect. It's 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 a perfect fit, and they need to. At this point, they need to protect. You protect your investment. So that's how. That's why I have them taking. Um, mm. have them taking offensive tackle. The thing was, it was either him or Andrew Thomas, and I picked Andrew Thomas. I what? think Andrew, I picked Andrew Thomas. I but actually worse is better than Andrew Thomas physically, like on a physical level and a play play level, because Iowa Iowa breeds defensive linemen and they breed offensive linemen. I'm telling you, Andrew Thomas, I think people kind of overlooking this guy. And I and I honestly don't even know why they is. I mean, because now you have more protection given to um to Murray now. And he's perfect. He's as you can see right here on the list. Well, hopefully you can see him on the list. He ranked second to Javrick. And they was also was talking about him too as well. And this would be a perfect fit 
for the offensive tackle and also add more protection to Murray because you see how their O-line performed last year. So oh, it was horrible. He was running for his life. Right. So for them to add this guy, Andrew Thomas, it's going to give – it's not going to give Murray like the – like a lot of time, but enough time to look down the field and actually plant his feet. And if he sees somebody open, he can go ahead and launch that ball. So that's why I picked um, Andrew Thomas. I believe Andrew Thomas will give him some time in the pocket for him to maneuver and do what he got to do. So who you got for the next one? Next one, I have the Jaguars at number nine taking Jeff Okuda. Um, they lost out. They traded A.J. Bouye. They traded Jalen Ramsey. So it's, it's obviously a retool of the defense of the entire team, basically. And now they don't have any type of number one corner on their team. And Jeff Okuda is the number one corner in this draft this year. So, or he's widely considered the number one quarter in this draft. So um, for me, yeah, that it's, it's, it's a no brainer. You got, you have to have a corner to cover wide receivers. Like um, they could probably potentially go defensive tackle, but that would just be stupid. Um, but I put nothing past the Jaguars ownership after, or J- Jaguars GM after a couple of moves that they have made so far. So, well, me and you both had the same mind frame for defense, but it wasn't a corner. I actually had him as a linebacker. I actually went with Isaiah Simmons. I went with Isaiah. I'm, I'm not mad at that. Yeah. I'm not mad at that. I, I think Isaiah Simmons will fit perfectly. I think this is what the Jaguars been missing. When they had that run that one year where they looked like they was unstoppable, okay, yes, they had Jalen Ramsey. Yes, he was a shutdown corner. Got it. Yes. But it was their freaking middle linebackers getting there, covering the tight ends, covering the slot. And Isaiah Simmons, after seeing how he was doing in Clemson, this dude is an absolute monster. I believe that he – I'm not going to say he's the answer to their defensive problems, but with his play, he will make them all go away for a little bit. <laughs> just for a little bit. <laughs> just, just for a little bit. I think he he's like one of the top linebackers in the draft. And I know there's – I think they're the, like your boys. Like y'all need a linebacker. Like I can see him going before the Jaguars, but I think he's he will be a perfect fit for um, the Jaguars, so that's why I picked him. And he definitely showed out last year, so I'm not even going to be surprised if the uh, if he get picked before, but if he goes to Jaguars, he'd be a perfect fit. Wherever team he goes to, he's he's going to he's going to make some noise, but I think he's going to make more of a noise with Jaguars. So who you got for number 10? Number 10, I have the Browns taking Makai Becton. Ah. Uh. I was, it was like we coming close to the picks. Like now, some of these, I ain't gonna lie, some of these picks, I was torn on, and then the other ones I just picked because they were the best ones and that they needed them. Mm-hmm. But yeah, mm. and this is for who again? This is Brown. for the uh, yeah for the Browns. I got uh, Makai Beckton. They um they they signed uh, Jack uh, Conklin. And for me, th- for them, this is filling out because they, they already have Austin Hooper. You already have OBJ. Mm-hmm. You got Jarvis Landry. You got Rashard Higgins. You got Nick Chubb. You got uh, Kareem Hunt on a second-round tender. So if anybody signs him, they owe them a second round if they decide not to match it. I don't know if anybody's going to give up a second-round pick for uh, Kareem Hunt, but they might. I wouldn't be surprised if the Chiefs yeah. got back in that. 
But um, you have to protect, once again, protect your investment at quarterback. You have a rookie quarterback on his third year. So at this point, you're like, all right, cool. Um, We protect him. He has enough time to get the ball out, which um, with uh, Stefanski, uh, their new head coach, he was he was the driving force behind using uh, Dalvin Cook, using the running game to open up the pass. And I feel like that's the same thing they're going to do this year is they're going to use the run game to set up the pass. So expect Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt to get a lot of carries, which is going to free up the offensive or the wide receivers to get their passes. So, but in order to do that, you have to protect uh, Mayfield so he'd have enough time. So that's where I, I feel like they're going to go offensive line because they got to protect Mayfield, give him enough time to get it up to all his brand new weapons. And the funny thing is, like, before that, uh, before they signed, uh, what's his name for the uh, OT slot? I actually had Tristan from Iowa. So okay, I was I was aiming for that, but since then, when that happened, I was like, "Fuck!" Because I had the safety. Now they need a safety. They they really do need a safety. So, but yeah, I would have picked um, uh, Tristan from Iowa to be the perfect um, offensive tackle for for them because he he got some. Like I said, he got some feet. Mm-hmm. He got a wide, he got a wide range, and he would have been perfect to helping um to keep uh their quarterback Baker, almost guy's damn name <laughs> Baker Mayfield, uh <laughs> freaking tested, you know. So yeah, so I'm kind of torn that one. I could have, I had a good safety for them. I just it just slipped my goddamn mind. So, but yeah, let's go on to the next one. All right, so. After the Browns at 10, I got the Jets at 11 taking Andrew Thomas, offensive tackle out of Georgia. Um, once again, protect your offensive line. Um, they're losing two offensive linemen to free agency this year. So that's where I feel like, okay, you got to you gotta fill that position out. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it once and I'm going to say it again. Protect your investment. You don't allow your uh, quarterback to not be protected because, I mean, your quarterback face of your franchise. So um, you put Andrew Thomas back there. He's one of the top uh, tackles in there. He could play uh, right side and he could play left side. But I'm pretty sure they're gonna they, they're gonna play him at left side. Um, so yeah, I got I got uh, Thomas there. I actually got C.D. Lamb for this one. I got C.D. Lamb because Anderson he's gone, and I believe C.D. Lamb will be the one that would take his spot. This this dude got wheels. I mean. This this dude True. can he he can he can burn he can burn some corners. Um, yeah, he's, he's got he's got good field speed. Yeah, um, unfortunately, uh, he couldn't do much in the game against uh, Alabama, which kind of uh, kind of hurt my feelings. But what was that Alabama or was that Clemson that they lost to that they played? Um, Alabama this past year. Yes, this past year they lost to LSU. Okay, yeah, yeah, you're right, LSU. So yeah, uh, I thought it was I don't know why I said Alabama, but yeah, even though he was shut down that game, this kid, you give him space, <laughs> it's a wrap. You might as well. Hey, it's Christmas. Unwrap the gifts. Man, <laughs> I'm telling you. So with the Jets, definitely with um Sam um Sam Donald in the back as a quarterback. You know, he's not that good of a quarterback, but he, when you give him time, but like any quarterback, you give him time, they're going to be dangerous. He's He got a good arm. 
Mm-hmm. And I believe C.D. Lamb would be perfect for him. He will basically be his insurance. That's his insurance to getting that first down or getting that goal line touchdown, or they need that one big play. C.D. Lamb will be the one to help them out. And also he got hands. And Jess have always been a well, after, let me see. Who's the butt fumble guy? Sanchez, because you know they was yeah, always Mark about Sanchez. But ever since Rex left the team, they always been about throw, throw, throw. So why not get a speedy wide receiver to do that? So that's why I picked CD Lamb for this one. So for the next one, who you got? Uh, let's see. At 12, I got the Raiders taking uh, wide receiver Jerry Judy. Same um, here. Okay, cool. So we're on the same page. Um, they yes. need a number one wide receiver. They still have Tyrell Williams, I believe. And so mm-hmm. basically they get their Antonio Brown. They get the player who they were trying to get before. So, yeah, yeah. Jerry Judy's the best route runner in this draft. Um, he is severely talented. Yeah. Um, I just – I don't see them surpass passing up on the wide receiver position here. Uh, oh, they need, they need wide receivers because their wide receivers last year were either old or they were just horrible. <laughs> I mean, they 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 have some youth there, but it was just you know you got Hunter Renfro, who's a good who who emerged as a good slot wide receiver um, mm-hmm. later on in the year, but you got Tyra Williams, who's going to be your your streak wide receiver, who's just going to run straight. Which I I could see them taking Robbie Anderson too if they go after Robbie Anderson. Yeah, I don't think I they would. Uh, I don't think that they would have uh, taken Jerry Judy, but actually they probably still could have taken Jerry Judy. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, th- I think yeah, too. All right, so the next pick, who you got? Next pick, we got the 49ers, who just recently inherited that first round pick from the Colts. Um, I have them taking CD Lamb mm. out of Oklahoma. Uh, they need a wide receiver. Um, Emmanuel Sanders is a free agent. Uh, there's, I don't know if there's any been any contract agreements to taking him, but. Um, yeah, they they need a wide receiver. They, I mean, they got Debo Samuel. Debo Samuel's a good utility wide receiver, but you get C.D. Lamb out there, you have two very strong uh, running wide receivers. It'd be the perfect fit for that type of system. It gives Jimmy G, a.k.a. as you call him, Jimmy Change. Jimmy Change. Um, change, change. <laughs> it gives them – uh, more weapons for him to work with, so less excuses for Jimmy G to have in case, yeah. so that way they can see how he performs. And CD Lamb after the catch, when he catches that ball afterwards, if you don't tackle him that first time, he's breaking. He's breaking. Oh. For, he's he's breaking for a home run or potential home run. So, uh, I will I will go with uh, CD Lamb right there. And the thing is, I, I'm not even mad at assessment because he will. He will fit perfectly with the Niners. Just seeing that, I mean, imagine if he wouldn't have been in that Super Bowl game. Oh, my gosh. He would have been saving Jimmy G all game. He will be that insurance, I'm telling you. He'd be that one where it's just like you expect him, you expect Jimmy G to go to his main guy. Let's say he would be the Samuels, if if that makes sense. He would be the Samuels Mm -hmm. in this case. And so – but now you're dealing with a young, fresh wide receiver. Because Samuels, I'm not, I'm not taking it away from Samuels. Samuels, he was, he was getting up there in age. Now you got somebody that is a younger version of him. So, yeah, I, I can, I can see that working in, um, 
I, I can see that working down there um, with, with the Niners. But I actually picked a safety for the Niners. Actually, picked, yes, I actually picked Grant from LSU. Okay, Grant Delpit. I actually picked him, even though CBS fucked my shit up, but I don't give a damn. But like, <laughs> the reason why I picked them, that Niners defense, yeah, it's, I'm telling you, it's it's legit. It's, I remember when people were sitting there saying, like, Niners, you not. They ain't nothing and all that stuff. And Niners kept proving themselves, proving themselves. And that defense definitely, like I said, when they had Buckner, that pass rush was something else. But then you had that freaking secondary. You had freaking Richard Sherman. Honestly, I was thinking to myself, like, damn, Richard Sherman, you you, you playing like you back with the freaking Seahawks. I mean, he was getting mm-hmm. picked back there. Their safeties, they somewhat got exposed during the uh, Super Bowl. So to for me to put this guy Grant in, this man's a headhunter. I know he ain't cracked too many skulls when he was with LSU, but he is a headhunter. He's fat, okay. ass. He's quick. He he's he just on it. I mean, it's like mm-hmm. he, he just sits back. Like he, you know, when they hike the ball, you got some of them that just quickly go back, and then when they see where the quarterback they come into that area, and then they just go ahead and switch and go straight to him. Mm-hmm. He don't even go back that fast. He goes back, and it's like he already knows where the quarterback's going. He looks at the quarterback. He's like, "Oh, who you gonna throw it to? You gonna throw it to? Who you gonna throw it to?" And then when he knows who he's throwing it to, he's right there at it. And his closing speed. We we gotta say that he got freaking closing speed just like that. Whoo! This kid has it. So that's why I picked Grant, and he will make the Niners' defense from being great. To being scary, he will. Okay. I'm and definitely with that defensive coordinator that the freaking. Now, I like their coordinator. He's uh, Robert Sala. Yes, he's motivated. He got those guys like amped up. I guarantee you, if he would have told those guys, "I want y'all to go through this wall," they probably would went through a wall and they probably would die trying. That's the type yeah. of coaching that anybody would die to have on that damn team or either offense, defense, or even as a head coach. But even though he was a head coach, you know, I'm, I take that back. But still, you put that – you put Grant on his defense, mm-hmm. scary. They'd be, they be tempting the freaking offense to throw on them. Throw on us. Throw on us. Can I say the Honey Badger 3.0 maybe? Maybe I'm giving too much credit. Just let me know a little bit. I mean, you say 2.0. I mean, 3.0 is like saying he's three times better than Honey Badger, man. Well, Honey Badger getting don't, up there. He's don't so disrespect the Honey Badger, man. Well, okay. How about this? I, 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 I say I said 2.0. Okay, 2.0. Sorry, Honey <laughs> Badger. All right. So let's go on to the next one. Okay. Um, 14. I got the Bucks taking defensive lineman Javon Kinlaw out of South Carolina. Um, he's been climbing up draft boards recently. Um, with the Bucks, they're keeping – they lost Indominus Sue, so they have to replace that similar production at uh, the defensive line position. So Ken Law is a perfect fit in there to replace that production. I mean, he's not going to be the automatic replace, but he'll be able to replace that production. Plus, they got Shaquille Barrett. They franchise tagged him. So you got to keep continue to improve on your defense. Um, their secondary does need a – little bit of improvement but they got they got some young corners there who 
um, who were some dogs, boy, that was fighting against some wide receivers last year. So I just see the defensive line being a position of need at this point. And if they get Tom Brady, it's game over. So, Hey, you want to laugh real quick? Go ahead, go ahead. I, I forgot about the fucking Buccaneers dog. <laughs> I can't believe I forgot about the ass. <laughs> I so forgot. <laughs> You fired, man. You fired. <laughs> Buccaneers, Buccaneers uh, fans out there, I don't know what y'all call yourselves. I did not do it on purpose. I apologize. I sure did. You fired, bro. <laughs> you fired. This is why it's called the unrehearsed. This is Buccaneers. this is why we call it unrehearsed podcast because we literally don't rehearse. We literally hop on here and we just talk. And apparently someone just hopped on here. And forgot the Buccaneers. Oh my no! Forgot the Buccaneers. Completely uh, forgot the Buccaneers, man. I cannot well, believe. Well, when we I'm become, sorry to, hey, to look, the people look, at look, home, look, man. Look, when we become big, we have like those college game days where we be right there, <laughs> right there talking about. I cannot about believe this right now, man. They, they ain't gonna bite my black ass. I'm like, no, you forgot about us. Nah. So y'all show you my trash. <laughs> no, yeah, nah, man. Don't worry, I'll, I'll represent for us on there because I didn't forget about nobody. Well, don't worry. You know how, like, first take do it. They had them all in remote areas, and they still had me on camera. They probably might put me out there. Let's see. All right, who, y'all, who you got next? But, yeah, I think that's a good pick, too. Um, cause they right, need so with the Broncos. Mm-hmm. I'll go ahead, man. Yeah, but like I said, yeah, you was right about the Broncos. Broncos, they, they just need help. Quarterback. Well, I, 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 said, I ain't said the Broncos pick yet, man. No, not Broncos. I, mean, I, mean, I mean, see, once again, Buccaneers, they really do need help with the quarterback situation. Also, the freaking defense. So, yeah, I agree with Joe Hartley what you were saying about that because now they don't have to worry about Mr. Wentz. Uh, yep. Even though I call him Wincy, you don't have to worry about just him just throwing the ball, hoping somebody's going to catch it and getting all these picks. And even though he's getting a lot of people on the fantasy all these yards. You don't have to worry about I mean, that. But Winston's gone too, man. He's a free agent. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's what yeah. I'm saying. You don't have to worry about that no more. Done. It's out the door. So now you start off fresh. And hopefully, this is a good one. So let's go ahead to the next one. I promise you, I got the Broncos. <laughs> you got the who? I said, you, I got, you got the Broncos? I got the Broncos. I got the Broncos. Okay, okay. So the Broncos, I got them taking Henry Ruggs, who ran, I think he ran a 4 2 8 in the 40. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean that's that's an upset right there. I mean, they need speed. They have their possession re- receiver in Sutton. They got their franchise quarterback in Drew Locke. So I just feel like um you add to that offensive repertoire. They got Royce Freeman, they got uh they also have uh man, who's the other running back? I forgot his name already. My bad, brother. No, hey, look, look, look uh, Philip Lindsay. Yeah. Yeah, Philip Lindsay, got Royce Freeman. They got their tight end Noah Fant, you know, and you gotta you have to get that 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 um the separator, the your stretch receiver who can stretch the field. And I feel like at this point, he is that guy who's gonna stretch the field for you. So Henry Rose is uh number fifteen for me. For me, I got actually I got T. Higgins. I think T. Higgins will give him. A, I love I love T. Higgins as a player, man. I yeah. absolutely love T. Higgins as a player. T. Higgins will make that freaking team 
into something amazing. I, I mean, this, this this dude right here, he he's something. And this is what the Broncos need. They need that spark. It's it's it's, it's like it's there. It's like like that liar that had no more like fluid left. It's like, but once you give it that fuel, which is going to be T Higgins, it's going it's going to light it up. And Broncos will be a threat in that division. Will win the division champ? Um, win that division championship? No, but it's a building block. It will be a is building a foundation for all the pieces that they have. This could be the missing puzzle that gets them to where they need to go. This year, eh, they're going to make some noise, but not enough to be like, okay, we need to keep our eyes on them. Maybe down the road, but, you know, for now, we're just going to take a peek, if that makes sense. So let me see who else we got left on the uh, on the draft board. I mean, we had pick 15, brother. We got uh... – yeah, we got to get all the way at 32, man. So if you yeah. want, we can totally just highlight and go down the line and just whatever questions we have, we just provide um, those questions, man. So you can go first, finish right. out the rest of yours. All right, cool. At 16. At 16. But see, I don't want to have – we probably got mixed up on the uh, – okay, so you got Falcons. You want me to go ahead and go? Yep, yeah, I got Falcons. Yeah. All right, cool. You got Falcons. So Falcons, you need an edge – they need a cornerback. They need a um, interior defensive lineman, a running back. I actually got Christian um, Christian Fulton from LSU. I actually got okay, him. corner. Okay. Because mm-hmm. I mean, the Falcons they they need a corner. It's it's been, it's been a while. I mean, it's it's a part of the team that they had not focused on. There was always office, office, office. Yes, they got a gem from um, running back. Got it. But now it's your defense because the majority of your guys are getting old now. They're getting old. They're not producing like they used to. Now you need to start getting young. So that's why I picked uh, Fulton. And Fulton is that dude too as well. And guess who he was in the backfield with? He was there with Grant. And you know how much I do not like the SEC. But this, <laughs> dude, this dude here is also a monster himself. And he can't shut down some wide receivers. So that's why I got him going uh, to the Falcons. Uh, as we keep on going uh, for the Cowboys, I've been eyeing this guy for a long time. Um, Xavier McKinney. Okay. He, yeah. We need to get rid of Je- Jeff. Heath. Jeff. Heath, he, I'm, I'm not going to say he's mediocre. He's just like a hot pocket. He's high on the outside, cold on the inside. I, I can't have that. I want my hot pocket to be nice and fresh and warm. <laughs> oh. Xavier McKinney, once again, he's from Alabama. He's a heavy hitter. Like I said, once again, I don't want to give credit to Alabama, but this guy is also another headhunter. Wow. Okay. So then also you got that. Now I'm with the um, Dolphins, Raiders, and Jaguars as they trade up. So I got – DeAndre Swift for the Dolphins. For the okay. Raiders, I got Caleb. If I say his name, LeBron Crush Kirsch. Oh my God, I told you, I'm going to butcher these goddamn names. Uh, Caleb Vaughn uh, Kirshian from LSU. Oh, Kassan? Kassan. Yeah. yeah. I see him as a great fit. And then the Jaguars, and you already said this guy. He's from Cal, um, 
I guess I count for from Colorado. Um, Lavisca. L A V. Oh, Lavisky. Uh, uh, I forgot to say his last name, though. Yeah, me too. Sh- Chanel Jr. Chanel. I see, yeah, I see these guys as very perfect fits for these teams. Um, so I, they, they're not, they're not gonna make some noise. I'm putting them, I'm saying that all together in general for these guys. So uh, I hate to interrupt, bro. So you had the Raiders taking the defensive end? Yes. Okay, yes. I was just I checking. Think, yeah, but they, they, okay. Um, well, what you got? What you got? What you got to add? I mean, it's it's tough to see him taking the defensive end. They took uh, Cullen Farrell um, last year, last number year. one overall, yeah. and then they had Max Crosby. Max Crosby did pretty good last year too. So I don't know. It's, it is one of their needs that they want. They could have them both on the different sides. Yeah, so I mean, you got Farrell and then you got Crosby. So you have both of those two. So you have your defensive end set. But go ahead, brother. Go ahead. Go ahead. Continue on. Yeah, it could, just, I mean, it could be from just steps. But yeah, but like, okay. We're, so, we're at your Eagles pick right now. Hey, don't say your. your you mean the Feagles. Okay. But yeah. <laughs> um, I, I picked Diggs, Trevon Diggs from Alabama. Um, let me be respectful. The Eagles wide receiver core, they're old. Let's just, mm-hmm. just be clear. They're old. The injury prone. Then you got. Um, uh, what's his name? Aguilar, 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 whatever the hell his name is. Mm-hmm. I thought he was – after that Super Bowl, I was like, this is the guy we have to fear. The guy got wheels, but he got freaking metal as hands because he can't catch or they just end up bouncing on his hands. And I think Trevon Diggs is probably going to be the answer that the um, the Eagles need for them to – Trying to get their mojo back again so they can give some weapons to uh freaking Wentz. Because okay. let's, let's just be for real. Wentz been dying in the backfield as of late because he don't have no he don't trust his wide receivers. I'm, I'm just gonna be for real. He don't trust his mm-hmm. wide receivers when you got freaking from the practice squad and you got them starting and you don't trust them as much to know that are they gonna catch the ball when I need them? Or are they gonna mm-hmm. be clutch? You know, so yeah. Um, for the Bills, I picked Jalen Rigger Rigar from TSU. Okay, I just I just picked him. Uh, for the Patriots, I went tight end. I picked um, Bryson Hopkins. Well, Bryson Hopkins. I think they are trying to uh, look for another uh, Rob Gronkowski. Not Rob Gronkowski. That's the kicker. Uh, who's their uh, freaking? Rob Gronkowski. Oh, I, I said it right. Damn, I thought I was saying the game kicker. Shit. Yeah. They got they got Gradkowski. Or Gradkowski. Uh, Gradkowski is a wide receiver. Or not mm-hmm. wide receiver. I'm sorry. He's, nice he's a. Yeah. yeah. No, he, he was. There is the quarterback, Bruce Gradkowski. Mm-hmm. And then you got Rob Gronkowski. Yeah. Who's now retired. But um, mm-hmm. they are trying to find somebody that could fit that mold. He. And he, and he got and, and the thing is this this kid also got some wheels under him too. I mean Grant mm-hmm. Grenikowski, Grenikowski, he you know, he wasn't that fast, but guess what? That man can box anybody out on that freaking um in the freaking end zone. But then Tom Brady can use him as a freaking um like an mm-hmm. insurance right there for the first down. 
And then adding speed on top of that, man. Now you get somewhere. Saints, I, I had um, Kenneth Murray. Okay. I have Kenneth Murray. For the Vikings, I had C.J. Henderson. Now, I, I don't know why I was torn on this one. But I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to stick with it. Uh, also, Dolphins, they trade up um, pick right here. If I could say his name right. But I'm going to say Gross uh, Mottos. Models. Yeah, uh, your, your tour gross models mm-hmm. from Penn State. Yes, yeah. I I believe that he can do wonders with the Dolphins. Period. Um, Seahawks. I was really thinking hard about this one, but I was like, no, I'm a, I'm just gonna. They they need defense right now, so I picked Zach Bowen. If I say his name right, from Wisconsin. Okay. Um, they really need an edge rusher. I mean, because now Clowney, he's about to be gone soon. Well, he's already on free agency. And yeah. I don't even think they're going to freaking resign him. So that's the sucky part. But, you know, anything can happen. Ravens, I actually picked um Curtis Weaver, which I was surprised that the Ravens was also high on this guy too as well. Uh, mm-hmm. With the other guy that I was talking to you about um, earlier in the show, he was right there with them too as well. So that's why I picked him. I think he actually had that toughness that the Ravens are looking for. And Ravens right now, they're looking to build off their momentum from last year. Okay. Uh, the Titans, I actually – this right here was a shocker for me. This even shocked me. I was like, I can't believe I'm picking this, but I did. I, I picked um, Terrell Lewis. For the Titans, because the biggest thing for me for the the um, Titans to build off of last year is not only just the running back, it's also their defense. I'm gonna be for real with you. The Titans, the reason why the Titans made as far, and I think we both said it plenty of times, was because of Derrick Henry. This defense needs. Yeah. To come. I mean, if your offense is the only one that's carrying through these games, something's wrong. It should be the defense carrying the off. Well, actually, it's the offense helping the defense rest, and then the defense giving the ball to the offense how it's supposed to go. So that's why I picked Terrell Lewis. And Terrell Lewis, he this dude got a motor on him. And I'm telling you, that being in his vision, his side vision, you better run. For the Packers, Packers, I kind of thought this was like a no-brainer right here. I just picked Hunter Bryan. Uh, okay. I believe- I believe Hunter Bryan will be a good uh, shoe-in for what, uh, what position is Hunter Bryan, for those who don't know? I believe this man – let me go look at my notes so I don't give nobody any more bad news. believe this man is a tight end because I believe the Packers been hunting for a good tight end, and I believe this kid will do it for him. Don't expect anything spectacular. He's basically just on the field just to do what he needs to do. As when Aaron Rodgers throw that football to you, you better hope that you get that first down, mm-hmm. get that first down, or get a touchdown. And you and and the reason why I say it's no brainer, even though I hate Aaron Rodgers a lot, my more be, be nice today, be nice tonight. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers knows how to make nobodies into somebodies. He's like the Bill Belichick of quarter like quarterbacks. And what I mean by that is he will make anybody seem like they're good, like they're great. 
make them more than what the depth charts are, what the draft said they were, or what analysis that they get before the season even start. Like, don't spend nothing on this guy, and then this guy with numbers that blows everybody's mind. Like, yo, really? Because Aaron Rodgers, when he he puts the ball where they can catch it, that nobody else can touch it. Once Aaron Rodgers give the ball, the rest is up to you. Mm-hmm. Just make sure you get that first down and that touchdown, or or get the yards that he's looking for. And I mean, Aaron Rodgers would do the rest. I mean, his football go. So that's why I said that was a no brainer. And then for the Chiefs, I got Solomon, um, kindly. I mean, Kenley. I can't leave more Kenley. This man here was my final one. Let me see. I think he was a cornerback. Let me see. Kenley. Let me see. Cornerback. Let me see. Kenley. 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 Where yet? Kenley. Well, let me search for Kenley real quick. I think I picked him. Like, the trick with my picks was I picked offense first. If they needed an offense, I would let you know I'm just going to go offense. Mm-hmm. And they really needed, like, their needs was a cornerback, um, interior offensive line, and a running back. Let's see, Solomon. Let's see, Solomon, where are you? And I think he's an offensive tackle. Let me see Solomon. Yes, um, I got him um, center. Yes, he is a center from Georgia. He's actually the best out of the um, centers and guards. And honestly, how stacked the Chiefs is, this is I'm not going to say he's not going to make a dent or make it obvious, but but – this is definitely going to add on to them and also giving uh, what's-his-face Mahomes all the time. He already got enough time in the backfield anyway, but this would just add another, I would say, five seconds. Keyword, five seconds in that backfield with this. Uh, a lot of time, man. Yeah, it's a whole lot of time. People think five seconds, one, two, three, four, five. <laughs> that whole time, that's like two days. That's like a day and a half. <laughs> yeah. So, and then not to mention, he is from the um, – I, I, I hate to relate to, to schools, but I got to be for real. This is Georgia. <laughs> Georgia Clay. South. So you know he's – you know how they be training those uh, SEC players like they actually in the NFL. So, yeah. So this would be an upgrade. So that's it for my picks right there. Okay, okay. I I had a couple issues with your picks. But before I start, man, I want to break some news, man, while we were going over our picks right now. Uh, Randall Cobb signed a three-year deal worth $27 million with $18.75 million guaranteed with the Texans. Uh, That was stupid. I yeah, hate this because when you got rid of D. You basically replaced D. Hop with Randall Cobb, and you think that it's like equivalent. You think it's great. So uh, continue on. Fire Bill O'Brien. Go fuck yourself, Bill O'Brien. Fuck you. You ruined the Texans. Um, and then also, I like to say a big fuck you to Jerry Jones because I really like Randall Cobb, and 
I believe if we would have kept Randall Cobb, he would have been a better fit in our offensive scheme because I knew Mike McCarthy wanted to keep him. Thank yeah. you, Jerry Jones. Thank you so very much. Yes, we got freaking um Coop. We we got him. He's staying. I got it. But imagine if we if we would have kept the both of them because Ronald Cobb was he was putting it on at the end of the freaking season. How the fuck you gonna let him slip through the cracks? He may not be young and fresh and vibrant, but guess what? He had the hands. He still got a little bit of the wheels under him. He just didn't get with the system fast and quick. Because it was his first fucking year. How the fuck are you going to let him go to the Texas? You... Career suicide right there. That's all I got to say. Go ahead. <laughs> all right. So uh, we left off. What team do we leave off on? Broncos. Broncos. So for the Falcons, for me, I got them taking uh, uh, Kalavon, however you say his name, uh, Kalavon Chason, uh, defensive ed- edge rusher yep, from LSU. Um, their leading sack, I, th- I believe their leading sack or their sack leader had like four sacks. So you have to get production from that position. So, uh, Gasan will probably get that same production that they're looking for. Um, Cowboys at 17, I got them taking CJ Anderson from, uh, Florida. Um, they have to replace, uh, losing Byron Jones. Um, I don't think they have a number one corner on their roster right now, personally. Um, CJ Anderson could step in immediately and fill that number one cornerback role. I, I can't even get mad at that. I, I can't because I, um, I are so young. They do need a safety. I will say that. But I yes. just feel like corner is a bigger need than safety at this point. Um, just because without that, like you have to, you're going to have to contest with some wide receiver threats, um, especially if all the signing goes according to plan. But um, 18 Dolphins who received their pick from Pittsburgh for the uh, Minka Fitzpatrick trade, I have them taking Xavier McKinney, uh, safety out of Alabama. Um, They signed Byron Jones. They got some pass rushers. So I feel like they're filling out the rest of their line. They got rid of Rashad Jones. So they need safeties to fill that back in. Um, so that's where McKinney comes in at at number 19 for the Raiders I got the Raiders taking Patrick Queen um, I personally think that Patrick Queen is the best linebacker in this draft um, I know a lot of people have Kenneth Murray ranked ahead of him but watching him during the whole entire playoff he was all over the field uh, his IQ is unraveled his athleticism is great he's just literally where he needs to be at all times um, so I have him ahead of Kenneth Murray. Now, right after that pick, I have the Jaguars, who got their pick from the Rams. They're taking Kenneth Murray um, right after that just to replace all the linebackers that they lost because they have no no linebackers we're speaking of because they've either retired or been traded. Um, mm-hmm. So I have them taking Kenneth Murray. Um, Eagles, I have them taking Justin Jefferson. There's a huge need at wide receiver there. Uh, health-wise, Deshaun Jackson – and Alshon Jeffrey were just not available. Um, and watching Jefferson, he he did in the whole uh, Clemson secondary single-handedly by himself. So um, I think that's a good find for them. Now, this was before I had just found out that the Vikings got 
the uh, the twenty second overall pick. I had them taking T Higgins out of Clemson, um, big body receiver. Um, it gives uh, Josh Allen a receiving threat that's big enough to with a big enough catch radius to where he could just launch it and he'd be able to catch it. But that pick's obviously going to change now that they've traded Diggs. Uh, so, um, or traded for Diggs. And now for the uh, next pick, I got the Patriots. Uh, I have them taking uh, – I have the Patriots taking uh, defensive end A.J. Espen, Espeninza. Espeninza, mm-hmm. if I said his name right. Mm-hmm. Um, I have them taking him. Um, so, once again, uh, Belichick likes his um, – players who are multi-dimensional or multi-positional. Let me say that. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So I have them Mm -hmm. taking Espinenza. Um, And then for 24 at the Saints, I have them taking Zach Bond. They also need a um, outside pass rush. Uh, Cam Jordan had the most sacks for that team with only nine. Um, so they definitely need help on the pass rush tip. Uh, I have 25 Vikings. I got them taking Trayvon Diggs out of Alabama, which is uh, Stephon Diggs' cousin. I figured that'd be a nice little match. You know, yeah, he's, a physical cor- yeah. he's a physical corner. Uh, uh, Mike Zimmer likes physical corners, very tough physical corners. Um, that's the reason why I put Diggs there. I don't know if that's still going to go through now. Dolphins got the 26 pick from Houston. They're taking DeAndre Swift uh, to get a nice little running back that this pick may change if they end up signing Melvin Gordon in free agency, which I don't think I'm not sure that they will now at this point because they spent so much money already. Um, Then I have the Seahawks taking uh, Yatir Gross Matos um, just because I feel like the Seahawks are probably going to lose Clowney to free agency because somebody's going to pay him 21 million. Um, But Gross Matos, he's got a, if you saw, watched his story on the All-Star Challenge, it's a very sad story, very emotional story. It got me right in the feels, man. Um, oh, but boy. like I said, they selected a defensive end last year they, uh, who should be coming on um, this year. So they have two – they would have two young defensive ends to build around. Um, I have the Ravens taking Grant Delpit. Uh, Grant Delpit, I don't expect him to fall this far, but if he did, this is where he would stop at because they did get rid of Tony Jefferson and they need to pair somebody with Earl Thomas. Perfect player to uh, pair with Earl Thomas. Both of them are very instinctive. Um, Delpit can lay the hammer when it comes down to tackling. Both of them are good um, range safeties, so they can both cover the field um, as if they were corners. So I like both of them at 29. I got the Titans taking Josh Jones. They got to replace Jack Conklin. Um, at 30, I got the Packers taking Brandon Ayuk. I kind of said his name wrong, but it's, I have them taking a receiver. Um, he's very good after the catch, um, and he's very explosive. He exploded on the scene this past year at Arizona State. So, um, And I also watched him during the All-Star Challenge for the State Farm thing that they had. Um, he's quick, man. He's, he's very quick, quick feet and uh, very physical after running the ball. Um, then you got the 49ers. I got them taking Russ Blacklock um, or Ross. I'm sorry, Ross Blacklock. Uh, and that just replaces 
losing uh, Buckner to the Colts. So they're continuing to build that defensive line. Um, and then at 32, the last pick, I struggled with this Chiefs pick. Um, I kind of thought they would take the running back uh, from Wisconsin, James Taylor. But I went back and forth on that one. And I think they're just going to settle in on A.J. Terrell, cornerback out of Clemson. Uh, he had a bad game, bad, bad game against Justin Jefferson. Really bad game. He got dusted that whole game. But I still think that he is a serviceable corner. He would be a great corner for their system. Um, so I'm still thinking he would be a good fit there, and they do need um, some secondary help. But I wouldn't be surprised if they went with, like, uh, Taylor, a full-time running back, a running back who could carry the load the whole time, take some off of uh, Mahomes' plate. but. Uh, that completes my 32 picks for the 2020 mock draft version one. Yeah, so. version one. I'm, I'm definitely going to use one. But also, I want to mention this, uh, you know, noteworthy trade that just happened. I know you was the breaking news guy. This is not breaking news. It's already happened. Uh, cornerback um, Kendall Fuller agrees to terms with the roster Redskins for four years, $40 million. Why does this have uh what's his name that was that came from y'all and he became the corner over there? Josh Norman? Yes. Why does that kind of got kind of remind me of that deal, even though it was a little bit higher with him? For some I don't know, reason, man, because um like Kendall Fuller was with the Redskins until he got traded from the Redskins to the mm-hmm. Chiefs in the Alex Smith trade. So um, I just think it's funny. He left when guys ring with the Chiefs, and now he's returning back. So it's basically like the the Redskins got their pick back. Right, they gave him, they got Alex Smith for free, pretty much, because he ended up going back. So, and the reason why I picked that because Fuller is a former Virginia Tech Hokie. Just saying. So <laughs> I, I had to put that because his his brother's still up in the lead too. Like I wouldn't mind having Fuller, and Fuller is a pretty good damn corner. So he's he's worth the money. Not just because you got the ring. He's worth it. I mean, he he put in his work in. So, but yeah, for $40 million, I'm not surprised to watch the Redskins will put a pretty penny in front of his face, not because he's a Super Bowl champ. But right now, Redskins, like I said, their defense is, I believe that is on the rise. It, it's just the coaching. <laughs> That's the yeah. Just the coaching. And, and it's just it's just ridiculous. But ladies and gentlemen, we can go ahead and take a little commercial break so you can uh check out our merch. Yes, our merch. We got a merch store that's about to come out. Let me go ahead and put this at the bottom. And everybody who's listening on the podcast, don't forget to check out our merch at shop.spreadshirt.com slash unrehearsed podcast shop one. On that time for us to take a little bit of break, and we will be right back. And we're back. Oh, man. Yeah, don't forget to check out our uh, merch store. Go ahead and get the best shirt, best cup, and best shirts. That's a shirt twice. Well, you know what I mean. Hoodies. Go get them. <laughs> yeah, go <laughs> get them. Go get it. The most hottest merch in the game. And, ladies and gentlemen, thank you all for tuning in to our, um, our mock draft. Hopefully, we can get to do this around this time next year 
with no coronavirus or any type of damn disease going on and all that stuff. But before we go, I do we it, it's something that needs to be talked about. We 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 have to give our thoughts on with this coronavirus because right now they're saying that we got the lead that's suspended. We got the XFL that's been canceled. I think XFL is the only. I believe they're the only sports entity that's been that canceled their um, season. Everybody else is suspended. Do you see if if this goes beyond August? Because right now that's the latest I heard. If this goes beyond August, do you see the NFL starting on time? No. No, I don't. Uh, it's it's fairly hard to see this starting on time. They've already um, they've already postponed off season training and off season workouts. Mm-hmm. So, um, and they yeah all, they already suspended uh, OTAs and everything. Mm-hmm. And so um, I just feel as though at this point, if they're suspending OTAs, then that pretty much means that it's it's a wash right now. So right. if it if it gets to August. I don't think the league starts on time. Um, I think that it, and they probably end up um, suspending the season probably or doing half of the season as if it was a lockout or something. Gotcha. I, 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 think, I think the same too as well, but I think they will adjust. I believe that the um, – and this is me, my curiosity mind – with them pushing to see how far they push, let's say they push the to something. Let's say the coronavirus get controlled like around October and they start the season in December. Imagine them competing with the XFL. Definitely their playoff comes Super Bowl. Well, first that, off, no one's – I don't think it's even going to – if it gets to postponing to December, they're just not going to have a season. They're literally oh, just going to – you, you think they're going to kill yeah, once it gets past probably November time frame, you you can't really continue a season after that. You got to kind of cut your losses, man. Call it a day. Yeah, cut the cord. Speaking of cut the cord, I, I want to take take back what I just said. XFL is not the only one that canceled. Um, March Madness was canceled. So yes. imagine the billions of dollars <laughs> that you know what. Honestly, to tell you the truth. I'm kind of happy that it happened to an institution that don't give a damn about their players. I'm 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 happy. I, I believe karma. I mean, came but home. It, it it sucks because seniors can't have their senior night. Most most seniors live for that senior night, and then a lot of players, especially college players, play the play the game to get to the you know to get to be able to play March Madness to be able to play in the NCAA right. tournament. So mm-hmm. a lot of them don't even get to be get to play it. So it's like, man, I went from. Um, and you know, most of a lot of a lot of first round NBA draft picks have come from, um, have come from like March Madness time frame. So like a lot of people, you know, a lot of people heard of Steph Curry, but when Steph Curry went on that run with Davidson in the in the NCAA tournament, that like boosted his draft stock immediately. Yeah. Um, so I just I just don't I just feel like it kind of sucks for them because. You know, it just kind of screws them over in order to raise their draft stock. So, yeah. but 
But, but for me, I'm looking at it on the business side aspect because the NCAA don't even care about them. So when they come out with games, they don't even use their likeness. But I think they changed the rules on that. Now they can get a little bit of compensation unless that's only with California. So I just look at it as, I mean, I understand that it helped boost up their stock and all that stuff, but still the struggle that these players have to go through. You know, yes, scholarships. Some of them probably didn't even go come in on scholarship. They probably just came in on like a, you know, tryout basis. So mm-hmm. I'm looking at, at that aspect because it is a money scheme. All the sponsors come over there and NCAA gets all the money. While all these players just like, okay, our stock's going to go up. But you're not even guaranteed if you're going to get drafted. That's another thing. Now you're basically sitting on the street, like hoping that, you know, that one age that talked to me from the Dallas Mavericks, hopefully, you know, they call me up. I wouldn't mind just be on the practice squad or be on the D leagues. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that's all good and well, but it's like, it's no guarantee. And for this institution, this evil institution to have their bread and butter basically being taken away from, from a virus like this, I know they probably sitting down just, I mean, just, Kicking the freaking dog, kicking the walls and throwing their screens and probably begging to the freaking, you know, like, how can we make this thing happen? You know, how can we do it and all that stuff? So I'm, I'm happy that they're scrambling and that they're going to have to take a real big hit on this. Honestly, I really would love to see the NCAA as a fan, you know, I mean, yeah. I love to do the brackets, but. If you really look at the big picture of it, this was a conglomerate that's using these kids to make their billions of dollars, and they get nothing, not even like peanuts or crumbs. So I'm 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 happy to see what I'm I'm seeing. But also, one more thing: mm-hmm. the draft. So right now, I heard that the draft is still they're still doing it. I had not heard anything else about it. So you heard anything about the draft? Uh, yeah, they're they're still having it. They're just closing it off. To the fan the fan events are canceled. Okay, that makes sense. And then also, they should not have nobody in that arena. I think it's going to be more outside, ain't it? Uh, yes, they have it to where like they have the they had the podium in the middle of like a little like pool area thing, okay. and the and I think they had like a transport from the first level to the middle of the stage. And so I guess that's what they're doing is just having them be transported from there to the middle of the stage and then, you know, do their whole picture thing. Hey, okay. what's up? And then get transported back. All right. I can't wait to see how this draft can go. And we will be live during the draft as well. So, Mr. Branch, you have anything else to add before we head on out? Fuck Bill O'Brien. <laughs> I, 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 you know what? I concur. I'm, I'm with you on that one. And also, Jerry Jones, thank you for fucking that up. Uh, just sign that, please. Just, just sign him. Even though I won't lose any sleep if we don't keep him, but do something. But yeah, but that's free agency for you. And like they say, we ain't done yet. That would do it for us. For my. Host and partner in crime, even though I'm pointing at the wrong way. To my boy, French <laughs> Huddle, as well. And Monte 31, we'd like to thank you for tuning in to the Unrehearsed Podcast. Um, we will be back in the middle of the week, and we promise we will have a schedule for you on how we're going to do the shows from now on. So just look out for that sometime this week. But I'm outro, he's outro. We out.
Catch y'all later. Bye. Catch y'all later.